Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, I'd like to thank one of our sponsors for today's show, Dusty Diamond Leather. Crystal over at Dusty Diamond Leather makes amazing handmade, one-of-a-kind custom leather and beaded goods. Her products are basically works of art, and I know this firsthand because I just received two beautiful belts from her. I can literally say that they're the nicest belts I've, I've ever owned. You can learn more about Crystal's story and her business if you go back and listen to episode 26 of the Modern Cowboy podcast. And then, hey, head over to Dusty Diamond Leather on Instagram or Facebook and let her know that you heard about her on the Modern Cowboy podcast. Comment on one of her posts, screenshot it, and then DM it to us at the Modern Cowboy podcast on either Facebook or Instagram. Send an address that you would like us to mail one of our new Modern Cowboy stickers to, and we will ship you a sticker. So again, hey, check out Dusty Diamond Leather instagram and facebook you won't be disappointed and again i'd like to thank all of our listeners for your support i I appreciate it more than you know enjoy the show hey everybody welcome to the modern cowboy podcast Uh, hey i've got to do a shout out this morning um i am a real stickler for having my jeans starched and it's really hard to find good places that that know how to starch them and a lot of times you get them they put heavy starch you get them back and they're just they're not starch at all so when you finally find a place it's it's for me it's it's just amazing and i've got this place here in gilbert arizona this is going to be just for you know maybe local people but anybody that comes in from out of town too and needs to get some some starchies done this is Crystal Cleaners, and it's real close to like Welcome Home Ranch. There's a lot of rodeos there, tons of ropings, three, four ropings a week. Uh, it's close to Queen Creek Equestrian Center where there's all kinds of World Series stuff. So I just got to throw this out there because I've, she's done such a great job on my, on my jeans. It's Crystal Cleaners. Uh, it's at 88.4 East Williams Field Road. Uh, number is 480 um, if you're super particular about your stuff, like I'm sure you are, most cowboys and cowgirls are, uh, this is a great place to get your starchies done right. So big shout out to Crystal Cleaners. Um, hey, I'm super excited to have uh, the guest I have on today. Uh, I have actually heard about her through a friend uh, reached out to me and said, you know, this would be a great person to have on your podcast. So I looked her up. Um, she's actually a professional. So we were actually talking a little bit before the uh, before we went on and started recording here and uh, uh, she was giving me pointers and things on uh, what I may be able to do to improve. So anyway, without further delay, I just want to introduce uh, Courtney DeHoff to uh, the Modern Cowboy podcast. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm super excited to, to have you on. I've, I've you know, went through your, a lot of your social media and your website and, and checked you out. Uh, you do a lot of things. You're quite the celebrity. Um, so you want to tell everybody how you got started and I mean, in the Western lifestyle and then how you got to where you are today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll, I'll try to not give you the the 28-year version. Uh, so I grew up um, I grew up in northeastern Kansas, near Kansas City. Uh, my address is Tonganoxie, but I grew up on a small cow-calf operation. Primarily, we raised Angus, uh, and my grandparents are out in the Flint Hills, and they run a, a large Sim Angus uh, operation. So grew up on a ranch. Um, in the middle America, just, you know, a great way to grow up. I'm so thankful uh, for that lifestyle. We grew up showing cattle, Angus cattle, all over the country at all the big shows. But we kind of had the best of both worlds, my sister and I, because my parents not only let us show cattle all over, but we rodeoed simultaneously. We competed in, um, you know, high school rodeos in Kansas. I qualified for the high school finals three times. Um, and just had a ton of fun. So we were bouncing back and forth our whole childhood between cattle shows and rodeos. And it was not uncommon for one parent to be at a rodeo, one parent to be at a cattle show. Sometimes we'd switch in the middle. It also wasn't uncommon to have a show heifer in a, you know, side load trailer, horse trailer. Um, we, we made it work. So grew up doing that. Um, my parents, you know, I grew up in Kansas. So Kansas State seemed like the obvious choice. And that's never really been my style. I'm never uh, one to do the obvious thing. So instead, I decided to go to Oklahoma State University. Uh, go Pokes. Such an <laughs> awesome school. I just, every time I drive by that Stillwater sign, I just, I'm like, oh, there it is. There's Stillwater. Uh, I was, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but a friend had gone and she liked it. And I was on the rodeo team. So that was really all that mattered. I wasn't really as concerned with the schooling part. I figured I'd find something to do. Um, so I went, I competed uh, uh, for OSU in the Central Plains region of the College Rodeo, and I was a communications major. Um, my major was AgCom, so primarily like print publication, those sort of things. And I enjoyed it. It was easy for me. Um, and during my freshman year of college, we had an orientation class, and they took us of a tour uh, of a TV station. And I was just really like intrigued by it. I thought, man, this is kind of cool. And I needed an internship, so I emailed um, the executive producer and I said, hey, I want to be your intern. Well, he not only let me be his intern, but after my internship ended, I just kept showing up at the TV station. <laughs> and I had a key and the key kept working. So I just kept going. And eventually he came in one day and he said, I think this is illegal. Like, I don't think you can come in here and work every day and not get paid. So I'm going to just pay you, I guess. <laughs> and you'll just be an employee. And that's kind of how I got into television. Uh, and I've never done anything since. I worked at that TV station four years in college and went right on to, to Nashville to a, a network there um, after college. So that's kind of the short and condensed version of um, my journey from, you know, rural America to TV. Oh, that's crazy. And now you, you were recently in, in New York. Were you, were you there for work or was that just for leisure? Yeah, no, I, I, a little bit of both. I was there. I had some meetings. Um, my agent is based in New York. Um, I, I thought maybe we were never going to leave New York. We got stuck in a um, a little bit of a winter storm that I don't think they saw coming. And I, I can tell you this, sleeping in LaGuardia for two days is not fun. Um, but my mom was with me and we kept looking at each other thinking, oh, we rodeoed. We can, we can surely do this. It was touch and go. I'm going to be honest. It was not fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's not fun. So now tell us about the, the, the work that you're doing now. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, you know, your oh, video clip of, of all the different you know, shows you've done and, and hosted. Mm -hmm. what's, what's your, your main show right now that you're on? 
Yeah, so I'm um, I'm based in Dallas right now. I actually just finished up a two-year stint with a syndicated morning show um, on the CW's network. So syndicated, you know, just means that it's seen all over the country. It's national. It was just a three-hour morning news program. So we covered national news from 5 to 8 a.m., uh, five days a week. And, you know, and we'd go out and shoot stories. And I hosted. Some days I did weather, traffic, you name it. I did a little bit of everything um, on the show, and it was it was awesome. It was a really great opportunity. Uh, but you know the nature of the business, TV is a come and go. You know, shows come, they go, they get canceled, they get revamped. Um, so, kind of rode that out. And now I'm doing a lot of commercial work, um, like you know, for clients like T-Mobile and Pizza Hut. Um, so essentially I just a little acting on the side. So I'm now telling everyone I'm an actress, which I don't <laughs> really know that I qualify. I've never had any formal training. Uh, but you know, hosting a TV show is a lot of acting. So I figure uh, I can, I can claim that uh, as well. So yeah, just bouncing between Dallas and New York and, um, doing some fun things and just kind of seeing what's next. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you have aspirations of, uh, you know, being on the big screen and, uh, you know, feature films or you know uh no i hadn't until i kind of started doing this you know commercial work and acting i actually got to i had a, a very small role um in usa networks uh they have a, a drama called queen of the south which is actually shot in dallas is, is kind of how i got into it uh -huh. they, they they you know we did an audition and i went in and read to this part and i'm not an actress so i have no idea what i'm doing i re it was i was playing a journalist so it really wasn't that far-fetched, you know. So I go and I, I get the part. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. This will probably be fun. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea what I was getting into. It was the coolest thing I have ever done. I enjoyed it so much. I mean, this huge cast and crew and, a, you know, the main, my role was, my scene was with the main actress of the show. And she came in and she was so kind. And she's like, you want to run lines with me? I'm like, sure. I don't, I don't know what that means, but yes, I'd be happy to like run. I love work. Let's do it. You know? So this business is a lot of just faking it till you make it. Um, but yeah, you know, if they called, I certainly would be available for a major motion picture. So if anyone's listening, <laughs> I am available. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, the, the other thing too, I just watching you, you know, your personality and watching the videos and things that, that you've done. Uh, I could see you on some hallmarks too. I'm just saying. Uh, Oh, hey, I like that. I'm a big fan of the Hallmark Channel. We were just we were just watching it last night, and we're always laughing because we're like, we always know how these movies end, yet we still keep watching these. I, you know, Hallmark Channel, call yep. me. I'll, I will. I'm available. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, actually, we were we were watching the one. I can't remember the name of it, but it was on last night. I think my wife recorded it. Uh, it had Kelly Pickler in it, so that was the one. Oh, we were yeah. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good country girl there. Yeah. 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 Very cool. You know, your high fashion television and everything you got going, do you still have time for any type of uh, rodeo activities or? Yeah. You know, a little bit. I, um, the horses, my good barrel horse, uh, he, he died about a year ago. Um, but my mom still has a, a cutter at home. We've got a, an old retired pole barrel horse at home. So we do have some, some of our old rodeo horses at, at home, which I always enjoy getting to kind of hang out with them. The coolest thing about being in Dallas, I'm so close to Fort Worth. So we're cutting horse people. So I go to the, you know, the charity just kicked off. So I get to go back and forth to the charity and, you know, I know all of those guys. So I just, just in case I always throw my hat in. And a lot of times I just wear my spurs around and they always <laughs> tease me. They're like, why are you wearing your spurs? And I look at the trainers and I say, well, in case you need me to like 
spur something out, which is a joke because I'm a barrel racer. So the cutters are a little more like calm and, you know, I'm like, you need, you need to get on and ride something. They're like, no, Courtney, we don't teach you to get on and lope anything. Stay away. But yeah, I, I go and kind of, it's just so fun just to be around those people and, um, you know, kind of be in that world because it is, you know, it is tricky, especially the bigger, you know, Dallas is a pretty good market, but like you go to the New Yorks and the LA's of the world and it, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to get out to horses on the weekend. So I try to do it as much as I can. Right. Now I, I saw uh, one of the, one of the clips you, I looked like you had the opportunity to meet uh, Gene Simmons. Who Who is the, like the, one of the favorite people you've met in, in your line of work so far? Yeah, I've met, I've met some cool people, you know, uh, yeah, I will say that both Gene and Paul uh, Stanley, the front man for the band, they were a handful. That was a lot. And we were on live TV and those two, I mean, like it was a full-time job just keeping them corralled. They were a lot of fun, um, pretty down to earth and kind. Gene is kind of what you would expect. He's a little eccentric, I will say. I, that would be the word I would use, a little eccentric. But, you know, the interview that I remember the most, and probably because it was my first, you know, quote-unquote celebrity I was doing a red carpet event in Nashville and I was, you know, I was so young, like, I don't know, 23, 24. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I'm on a red carpet, you know, with like entertainment tonight, ET extra. I mean, all these like huge names. I was in like, you know, hand me down clothes. I mean, I wasn't, I was a nobody. And I, I got on the red carpet and Garth Brooks was coming down. They just go down a line. They go from interview to interview to interview. You've got like, you know, a minute and a half and their handler kind of gives you the, okay, stop talking. Like you're done. And so he comes down and I could see him coming and I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like he's going to just look at me and be like, who is this kid? How, why did they let her on the red carpet? <laughs> he walked up to me. He was with Trisha. He walked up to me. He shook his, my hand. He took his cowboy hat off. And I said, it's so nice. It is such an honor to meet you. And he goes, it is an honor to meet you, Courtney. But I am so excited for you to meet my wife this is Trisha and he probably like bowed I like I think he curtsied at her a little bit but they were just so it immediately the minute he opened his mouth I thought ah that's why you've been so successful yeah he's very talented and you know a, a million different hits but I really love meeting people like that when you're like oh man you're a good person that's part of the reason why everyone in the world you know, loves you because I will, I will say, I would never say any names, but I will say you do occasionally meet people that you're just like, Oh man, that was such a disappointment. You're right. so faithful. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he was one of my favorites. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Very cool. Now, speaking of, of fashion and dress, you, you know, like that interview, you said you were like in hand-me-down clothes. I, I'm sure that you've upped your game since then. Do you, do you have a favorite, any favorite brands of, of Western wear? Favorite brands of Western wear? Well, so I am a big, I only wear one brand of cowboy hat and I am a big fan of Shorty's cowboy hats. And it's a fun story. I actually met Shorty uh, in college. She kind of did some work with the OSU radio team. And I remember I walked in and, you know, the black felt hat that I'd been wearing for 12 years and had been to every high school rodeo and every national high school finals. And it literally, well, it may have been run over at <laughs> multiple times. And I walked in and, I, you know, she's kind of this like brash, like this little kind of loud woman. And you're, I was just like, oh my God, who is this lady? And I walked in, you know, as a part of the rodeo team, I'm a representative. And she walked, she singled me out 
And she walked up to me and she yanked my hat off my head. And she said, I don't ever want to see you wear this horrible thing again. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, I was like, should I be offended? Like, I don't even know this woman. The more I got to know her, I mean, talk about a powerhouse. And she really did something kind of incredible. I mean, in, in the industry, you know, there was no other woman making cowboy hats. Um, when Shorty came along. So I'm a big fan of her hats. They're all custom and handmade. And, and I'm a big fan of her. You know, she's got a really cool story. So, you know, that's just kind of my go-to brand, I guess you would say, as far as the, the Western world is concerned. I figure as long as you have a really good cowboy hat, a really nice made, well-shaped cowboy hat, whatever right. else you got on, you can kind of, you know, you can work with. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy because, I, you know, I've heard of Shorty's cowboy hats, but I would have never known that it was owned by a woman. Yep, yep, Shorty, Shorty is a woman. It, it, it's real cool, in college I actually did a story on her and kind of got to know her story, and she just, she started shaping hats in her shower, in her horse trailer, when she was, <laughs> you know, growing up barrel racing, and she goes, right. I thought, my gosh, if I can shape hats, I'm just going to start making them. Well, you know, back then, that's what she said. The men looked at her like, yeah, right, lady, and now she's running a multi-million dollar company, so she must have done something right. That's awesome. Very cool. So how about uh, cowboy boots? You got any favorite? Um, you know, cowboy boots, I'm pretty equal. I'm pretty equal opportunity as far as the, as far as the cowboy boots go. And I'm one of those people. I wear the same cat. I will resole a pair of boots 47 times if that's what it takes <laughs> uh, before I, before I have to, to buy a new pair. I'm pretty sure my go-to pair that I've been riding in for four years are Anderson beans, which I love. I mean, they're just really nice boots. I have not had to resole those 47 times. I think maybe only once, but I'm also, you know, I wear them in the water and the mud and the, the whatever, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, a good pair of Anderson beans are just a, just a good pair of cowboy boots. You can't go wrong with. Yeah. And then, and then how about the, the, in, on the high fashion end, do you have any, uh, any, uh, lines of clothes or anything that you're, uh, are really fond of purses yeah, for and, sure. and stuff? You know, I'm a big fan of a lot of brands. I can't afford any of them. <laughs> Typically, I love, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'm like, someday I'm going to wear, you know, Chanel or whatever. And it, I'm probably having these daydreams in, you know, cowboy boots that have manure on them. But that's kind of always been my brand. I, I want the best of both worlds, you know. I, I like the fact that, you know, I can do the high fashion. I've been to fashion week in New York and then, you know, you come home, you put your cowboy boots on and you go work a horse. That's kind of always been, been my thing, but yeah, I've got a lot of favorite brands, but I can't afford any of them. So I guess, I guess it's more of a, of a dream than a favorite. I assume I would really like a lot of them though. If someone would like to donate to the clothing cause. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222. And let us help find your next winner. Again. 
That's FSRCattleCompany.com. You got any favorite, uh, any favorite Western movies? Yeah, any favorite Western movies. You know, We Laugh, one of the first, it's a great movie, but I almost needed therapy, and my mom still laughs about this. When I was young, I watched The Horse Whisperer. Well, you know, you've got, you've got these great actors and whatever. Well, spoiler alert, the horse dies in the first scene. I practically, that's why my mom still laughs. She's like, oh, my God. I just kept thinking no movie is worth the amount of therapy that we're going to have to pay for, <laughs> for this kid who just watched his horse get hit by a semi. But that's one of my favorite. I mean, it's always been a classic. I think I did watch it again. It, it took like maybe six months, but I did revisit the movie. Yeah. Uh, but anything, you know, anything that's got a horse in, in it, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to be crying, you know, the minute, like it could just be a great movie about, you know, a, a, a wonderful horse who like grows wings and I'm bawling. Like you're not even, I'm like, what, this isn't even a sad movie. Why am I crying? But anything that, anything that has a horse in it. And I'm a big fan, you know, you talk movies. I have been, I did watch all of Yellowstone. Have you seen Yellowstone? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, I kind of liked it. I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, I, I I actually love it, and and I think Cole Hauser and um, Ryan Bingham are sealing the show to to a certain degree. But I love everything sure. Cowboys, so you know, you, yeah, and it, I thought they I thought they did a great job on that. Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's so funny. I I was I did reviews, and every episode I do a review on my Facebook, and I mean. I, like the things that people notice, like, well, did you, he pulled his cinch off. Did you notice? And I'm thinking, okay, like we're being a little stingy <laughs> on this, but it was very, I thought they did a great job of making it authentic, you know, good cowboy. Like I'm a big, the way I judge if it's like a legit cowboy movie or show, the cowboy hats, they had all had great shaped hats. Yep. They did not set them down on the brick. Like when they set them down flat, I'll turn a movie off. I'll walk out. I'm like, he just laid his cowboy hat flat on the table. I'm out. I'm done. Like, couldn't they have hired, you know, somebody to come in and say, oh, no, we never lay our color hat. You know, you always lay it on the crown. But, yeah, I thought Yellowstone did a great job. And, I mean, how can you not like Kevin Costner in that role? He's, he's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. One of the greatest things, uh, one of the greatest lines out of that movie, I think, was, um, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but he's the Costner's son. And he moved back to the ranch, and he, he came into the bunkhouse there, and he threw his hat on the bed, and everybody started flipping out, you know, because of the – the uh, yeah. superstition of having your hat on a bed and, and he just turns around and it's like, I don't believe in that shit, you know? And I just thought yeah. that was, it was, just, it was, it was kind of great because I always freak out when I put a hat on the bed, just because, of, oh, yeah. you know, I go, oh, I can't put it on the bed. But when he said that, I thought, you know what? I don't believe that superstition stuff either. You know, but anyway, that's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a great series. I can't wait till it comes back on. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. I um, also, I am also available to be on that show, just in case anyone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, the other show that um, I don't know if you, if you saw that um, with uh, Pierce Brosnan, the the Sun. Did you ever see that one? No, I haven't. Is oh, it good? Oh, it's it's amazing. But they had one season and they haven't brought it back on yet. So you have to check um, it out. It, it's set, I think, turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s. Another really good one. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll take note of that. I'm always looking for something new to, to binge for sure. Yeah. So since we're talking about that, I'm, I'm, I like to, I'll just keep it going. Have you ever seen Heartland, the show Heartland? I talk about this on the, th on, on the podcast all the time, and I'm sure there's a, a lot of people listen going, you know, this guy's. I have not seen it, but I will say it is on my, you know how you can like add to your list on Netflix? Yep. It's on yep. my watch list on Netflix. And it's, there's like 
what I like about that, I like shows that I can like get into and watch for like six months. There's a ton of seasons of that, aren't there? Yes. Like six yeah. seasons or ten seasons? Well, no, or there's well, there's there's eleven now. So and then and they just finished filming uh, season twelve. But anyway, it's a really it's a really great great western show. Okay, great family, I'll definitely have great, to watch that. Great family show. It's really good. Oh. Good. Well, and that's one thing we laughed, you know, we loved Yellowstone, but that's what I've got like some little cousins and my mom's like, maybe don't. And then, you know, we, then we, then we look at each other and we laugh and we're like, well, it's not anything they haven't heard like at the head gate. That's always our job. Right. Well, they've heard worse at the head, running the head gate. Right. You know? that's so, funny. That's yeah. Funny. Hey, how about, uh, how about music? You got any favorite artists or? I do. And people always, always laugh when I say this. But my mom and I, my family, my sister, we grew up listening in the truck to Cher. And we have been Cher fans since, uh, since I, as, as little as I can remember. And we actually, while we were in New York, we went and saw, they had, it's called the Cher Show on Broadway. And it was phenomenal. Even if you're not a Cher fan, I mean, Broadway is amazing. Um, it was my first Broadway show. And I kept asking my mom, I'm like, wow these people were really good. She goes, well, this is Broadway. You do realize like this is as big as it gets. But we have always been Cher fans. I mean, to and from rodeos, that's how we stayed awake, you know, driving home late at night from rodeos. We would just put in, and we had CDs, you know, back yeah. in the day. So we'd put in the Cher CD and off we'd go. Um, Cher, occasionally we'd throw in some meatloaf, you know, if we were really feeling like rocking. Right. Um, but yeah, We've always been big share, and I say that, and people just look at me like, "What share? Like, how old are you?" I'm like, "Share." We're big share fans, uh, but we, you know, we're I'm equal opportunity. I I love all all different types types of music. You know, people laugh like I'll come in, and when I'm at home and I'm like working or something, I'll have like Sinatra on in the background, and people will come in and be like, "What are you listening to?" I go, this relaxes me. So I'm from Cher to Sinatra and everything in between. I'm, I'm game. Yeah, that's great. And, and Cher is amazing. And, and I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I love all kinds of music. And, but you said, they ask you, oh, you listen to Cher, how old are you? Well, you just said back when we had uh, CDs, <clears throat> I, used, <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had eight track in my, in my pickup when I was eight in high school. So that, he, that's back so in we the had day. Cassette. Okay, this is going to sound dumb. Our, my mom is actually, I'm in the car doing this right now because uh -huh. we're, we're driving home to Kansas. Cassettes and 8-tracks are different, right? Yes. Okay, so well, I didn't have 8-tracks. <laughs> I had cassettes. I, do, I had a Hanson cassette, a cassette tape. But see, yeah, you're, yeah. I didn't so ever. You're, you're the same age as, yeah. as my son probably because they, they okay. had Hanson stuff too. Uh, but. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we're a big Hanson fan. I was pretty sure I was gonna marry one of them, but that yeah. didn't work out. So, <laughs> Bob, that's funny. Too funny. Yeah. So, where where you guys are on the road heading to? Where right now? Kansas. Well, so yeah, my you know we my mom flew into New York um, to kind of have like a fun vacation while I was doing my meetings and stuff, and we did some fun things. Well, we got so being from Kansas and being rodeo people, we know you know we know better than any new yorker about the weather because we're from the midwest right well so they kept saying on the news you know one to two inches of snow expected we're like oh my god we're in new york one to two inches like we can drive a horse trailer through that no big deal so we get there well they didn't get one to two inches they got eight inches and they got it in about an hour so we got on our planes uh, my mom sat on hers for six hours six i was on it for three when which is so legally the law they're supposed to let you off and they, they canceled all flights out of LaGuardia. So we slept at LaGuardia on the floor. My mom was in the airport, I think, 30 hours. I had gotten on an earlier <laughs> yeah. flight back to Dallas. 
she was trying to go to Kansas City, which is where we're from. Well, she ended up having to fly to Dallas, and now we're driving back <laughs> back to Kansas because there were no flights. There were no. They were saying on the news this morning there's still, you know, no. And then, then you throw the holiday in to the mix, and it was just it was a nightmare. So, yeah, we're we're road tripping it now. Uh, that's great, great fun. Hey, are you gonna are you making it out to the uh, NFR at all or? No, I'm not. You know, it's been. I'm trying to think. The last time I went to the NFR, I went five or six years in a row. You know, right in college, we would always go. Um, mm-hmm. My best friend in college, you know, they had some family members that were, you know, would compete and rodeoed, and so we'd go out there. But yeah, you know, I haven't been in, in several years, and and I miss it. Um, and and the trouble of this, I'm kind of excited this year. I I might actually be able to watch it on TV. You see, working, you know, working in television, I'm getting up to go to work right as the NFR, you know, as the broadcast is ending. So I can't watch, I mean, I could tape it, but you know, obviously you see on social media who won each round and right. I can't not look. So it ruins the, it ruins the surprise, but I'm kind of just looking forward to actually being able to watch it on TV this year. That's, that's a start. So. Nice. Hey, now, does, uh, do you have any other, uh, you know, interests or hobbies that would surprise, surprise people that know you or people that don't know you, even something that you're interested in? Yeah, um, interests or hobbies. You know, I I'm a big um, traveler. I've been to 18 countries, um, mm-hmm. all over the world. I kind of started when I when I first got into TV. I worked in Nashville for a year at a at a station, and then TV is a very interesting business because you work, 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 and then all of a sudden you aren't working, and you can work any you know not be working any. It's kind of like an actor, you know, from a month to a year. Sometimes you you don't have work. And so I was kind of in that position and I had some free time and I, I, I bought a one-way ticket and rented an apartment in the Czech Republic, much to my parents' delight. <laughs> I'd never been out of the country and I just was like, well, I'm going, bye, <laughs> out on a plane. Um, and they let me, God bless them. Uh, but yeah, that just really launched my love of travel and my love of really learning about other cultures. I'm just so fascinated by new experiences and just people from all over the world. And one of the coolest things that I, I love, you know, to do as far as traveling is I'm, you know, people are like, Oh, we're in Paris. Let's take a picture of the Eiffel tower. I'm the person that's like, Oh my God, there's a cow. Like they have cows in Paris, you know, taking pictures. I love to see the rural aspect of, you know, other, what it's like in other countries, you know, from the beef producer in Ireland who I met to, you know, just the small farms and, and ranches, sometimes huge ranches all over the, all over the world. I love kind of getting to experience that aspect of it. So yeah, I like to travel. Um, I, I was in Peru about a month ago um, and that was a, a lot of fun. So I'm always, always looking for the next destination. Do you have, uh, what's your like most favorite place you've been so far? Favorite country? You know, p- people ask me that a lot and I've <laughs> never been to a single place that I have just been like, no, nah, I did not like this. Like I have, I really have truly loved all the places I've been, but, and it sounds so stereotypical and like so cliche, but I always tell people I love Italy. Italy is one of my favorite places. And the very first time I visited, I got to stay, you know, in a home with a family who had, you know, a, a beautiful vineyard and like, you know, the old man was out harvesting grapes and he was like teaching us, you know, about the soil and how they keep the birds away. And, you know, then they're out hunting. They've got, feral hogs that they, you know, shoot and make pasta out of. I mean, it was just like this authentic Italian, but you know, I just, I like the people and it's just such a beautiful, a beautiful country. So I always tell people, I'm like, I know it's kind of boring Italy, but once you've been, then you, you understand. You're like, oh, I can see why people kind of like this. Oh, and I did love Greece too. My mom was saying, what about Greece? I loved Greece as well. That, that's a very, 
very cool country, but yeah, there's been a, there's been a lot of amazing places. So. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, or, or you know who Mike Crouch is, but he's actually from Vega, Texas, but he lives in, uh, Hivasa, Italy now. And he went over there and started the, uh, European team roping association. And now it's a oh, yeah. world series deal, but <clears throat> yeah. And, and now he's raising, uh, macadamia uh, nuts over there. And, oh. but anyway, <clears throat> yeah, he loves it over there. And there's a, like you say, the rural areas all over the world. It's, it's even like the, this podcast gets downloaded and mm-hmm. I mean, all Israel and Japan and, you know, Austria. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, it's uh, very interesting. Very it, interesting. It really, yeah. It, it really is interesting. And, and that's what I did, you know, uh, several months ago, McDonald's asked me to kind of empty this thing for uh, a beef sustainability panel for them. But I got to speak with, uh, there was a rancher from Texas, a rancher from Ireland and a rancher from New Zealand. Well, it's so interesting, but like the, the ranch in New Zealand, was 25,000, it would be acre, you know, to us, a, a huge, huge, huge ranch. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the man in Ireland is, is operating on about 500. You know, it's really interesting to see the, the different sizes, the different operations. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, they're, they're just like us. I mean, it's one goal. You know, we're trying to raise good, good food for people and kind of keep that lifestyle alive. So, yeah, it's, it's fun to just hear all the different stories. Yeah, very cool. Well, hey, we're getting close to the to the end of our time here, Courtney. How can people, uh, you know, follow you? Uh, what's the best place to follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Facebook person because I I like to post videos that are longer than a minute because, as you could probably tell, I like to talk. Right. Um, so I, I, I Facebook is just Courtney Dehoff TV, and I do a lot of uh, rural ag based videos and stuff there. I post some of the stuff that I'm doing, you know, outside of of that industry on there but yeah just look me up on uh facebook courtney dehoff tv you can find me on instagram too at courtney dehoff so and yes courtney is spelled bizarrely it is spelled the french way it's courtney so it's <laughs> e-n-a-y but it should pop up on facebook so and then also you're at, at uh courtney dehoff uh, com as well website yeah that's correct yep my website is uh courtney dehoff.com this is so fun I, I i can't wait to follow along and listen you've had i was like telling my mom i was like oh my gosh this is so cool like he's like nfr guys on here like i'm just like this like random i'm just a little nobody i was like you got all these famous people on this podcast this is so this is such an honor <laughs> no well no you're you're one of the most famous people i've had on here so far so you know. Oh, well, I, I pretend, I just pretend, I just tell people I'm an actress. I don't really know that I qualify as a TV host <laughs> or actress, but that's what I tell people. Hey, um, I know what I was going to ask you. Um, have, have you ever taken like the uh, Meyer Briggs, uh, you know, personality tests or the, uh... Yes, I have. And I'm trying to think, so believe it or not, oh gosh, I'm trying to think which one I was. I'm more on the introvert side of things. Really? In- is, introvert? It, that's surprising. Yes. Yes. When I, you know, growing up, I was, I was like, we had to sell rodeo calendars in Kansas. Like that's how we made how you got your like saddle at the end of the year or whatever. And I was so horrendously shy that one year I just bought them all myself because I could not even stand the fact, the thought of having to call like my own family members, my grandma on the phone and ask her money. I couldn't do it. I just bought them all. I was so shy. And that's why my mom always kind of, they always, my parents always laugh like, wow, you got it on TV. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, Hey, we do grow and change and evolve over time. So, um, yeah. And I, yeah, you definitely have a, a super, well on the, on the disc, uh, scale, you'd be like a high, I, you know, really social and, and personable, but, uh, that's, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weird breed. I'm a crossbreed. I'm a crossbred <laughs> between the between the personalities, I guess. Well, hey, Courtney, I really, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on. Tell your mom hi there. You guys are driving along. I will. Yeah. And, um, and look forward to, you know, meeting you in person uh, one of these days in the not too distant. Yeah, I would love to. That would be awesome. Yeah, very cool. Well, you guys uh, have a safe trip, and then uh, we'll be in, in touch. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, bye-bye. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pen Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend down at the Roman Pen Down